Right then, hello. Welcome to the first ever Talking Wolves podcast here on Talking Wolves, obviously. Uh, we've been looking forward to this one. Um, obviously, before we get going, I'll introduce you to everyone. We've got a couple of cameras here and obviously here, if everyone wants to wave to the cameras. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be on YouTube. Hopefully, we'll get out on iTunes, Spotify, the works as well. And of course, hopefully, you guys will enjoy it. My name is Dave. I've got a few guests with me today. I've got Ewan. How's it going? Uh, we've got Tom. How do Matt Cooper. Hello, hello. And Mr. Dickie Dodd, how's it going? I'm good, thanks. Good, I led to the camera. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't normally have cameras in this studio, so this is a novelty for me. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, Dickie, big thanks for you to letting us use Signal 107 as well. We haven't told you the invoice of Matt That's, yet, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. So, um, basically, obviously, today we're going to get things warmed up a little bit, see how uh, the Talking Wars podcast is going to work, what we're going to be talking about. Uh, we've had questions from everyone else as well, um, from the Talking Wolves world, um, and then we really just gonna we'll have a little quiz as well at the end so test your wolves knowledge and from this season and so on as well um dickie we'll start off with you obviously this year with, yeah. regarding wolves you've been a wolves fan all your life i'd assume yes yeah and this year has been quite big because you're you're now on the pitch aren't you half time before the game yeah not time. playing but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> up top do the right yeah. back. let me just let you into a little thing here when i was at school i was that rubbish at school right you know when they pick the lads from oh we'll have so-and-so for our team we'll yeah. have so-and-so you were last. it was daddy doddy was last <laughs> oh, come on we've got to have doddy and he can just clean the boots yeah uh, but yeah been a wolves fan all my life and uh, i've got to say that obviously you know we all know this season has just been phenomenal with the investment from foes and it's just been and it has been a different league, literally, mm. uh, for us. But very exciting, and, and you know, I get to know a lot of stuff behind the closed doors yeah. as well. What I hear, and uh, it is, it's still exciting even now. You know, we, we're getting towards the final quarter of the season, and that you know, the last third or whatever. But it is, uh, it's been an amazing season, yeah. Yeah. So obviously, with, with you coming on the pitch now, reading out the teams and so on, how's, how's that come out? Is that sort of walls link with Signal One Hundred and Seven, or is that? Yeah. Obviously, you know, we do the commentary um, for every match, not mm-hmm. just you know home games or away games. We do every single match, and uh, I had a conversation with him because uh, you probably heard Jason left, yeah. and uh, they said we'd like to give you a go. So I said Let, let's try it then, and see how it goes. Uh, not just for them, but for me as well to see mm-hmm. how you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew I'd enjoy it, and I think it was yeah, in our yeah. brain already. But uh, um, we, we started doing it, and. Um, it's been really, really good, and the atmosphere at Molyneux this season, as you've seen with the fireworks and you've seen with the pre-match, yeah. and set the light show is just out of this world. And I think we've got other clubs around the country now who are wanting to do what Wolves are doing. I think you know, I think we are literally leading the way in the Premier League with that. But uh, it's a phenomenal feeling to stand on the pitch. Even yeah. with the team read first of all, about twenty minutes before we we kick off, uh, that's amazing. And then when I do the you know welcome uh, to our teams tonight, let's make some noise for whoever's visiting, mm. and then our team, what about Wanderers? And yeah. I do that, and it's just one. I think it's my voice that's triggering that nearly thirty thousand people or, or whatever is there on, on the gate that night. You know the yeah. Shrewsbury Town one we did on Tuesday night. You know for an FA Cup match on a Tuesday evening. Yeah, yeah, nearly 29,000 people at Molyneux. That was just brilliant. But I think it just shows just how much people have kind of turned up their love for Molyneux and for, and for Wolves. Whether a diehard Wolves fan that got a season ticket to come along to the South Bank where I sit um, every match, or families who can't get a season ticket who want to come along, and obviously it's a bit cheaper as well, yeah. they fill the seats, and I think it's brilliant. So I think it is excellent. And to be able to do that is a privilege and an honour for me. You know, In my home city... Yeah. To bring out our Premier League football team is just—it's uh, just amazing. To be fair, you had your first was it um, engagement as well Tuesday? 
Yes, <coughs> wasn't me getting engaged. Yeah, again, <laughs> I need to clear that up. Then, <laughs> already, uh, already <laughs> married. Mrs. Very happy. Mrs. Dodd would not be happy. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, no, um, you know, we had uh, Richard Hardy and Carly. Um, they wanted to. Well, Richard wanted to get engaged yeah. again. He's been somebody who's been a Wars fan for many, many years, and he's just got with this young lady, and uh, he contacted us and says, "Any chance?" And the thing is, as you probably know, you know, Wolves get inundated with requests to do many, many yeah. things, and you can't do it all the time. That's the thing. And as much as I think Wolves would like to do that kind of stuff all the time, but there's lots of other things that have to be done at half time, and that window at half time is a very short window. Oh, of course, yeah. You know, we've literally got probably eleven minutes. Uh, maximum maybe 12 before you bring the teams back out and, and we have to go again, you know. So uh, to do that, it, it was great. And uh, thank goodness she said yes, because that would have been really, really, <laughs> really embarrassing, you know what I mean? She oh, said no. Yeah. It does happen, though, doesn't it? I've yeah. seen a few instances where they brought them out onto the pitch and she said no. Really? Yeah. And then the UI fans love that, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we, we, did, we did actually ask Richard, uh, you know, on about four or five occasions, are you sure she's going to say yes? Because nobody wants that embarrassing. No, not, not for them or for anybody, really. So uh, I no, he said, just you know, say yes, and then afterwards is it speech? Save the embarrassment. Not every not every woman wants to be proposed in front of thirty thousand. No, true. No, she, she, she did not have a clue. She did not have a clue because um, we did it on the pretense that she'd won. They won these tickets, oh, and right. part of the package was that they came down pitch side with me to have a look behind the scenes. So they sat next to me, and the football's going on. I'm saying, right, are you guys ready at halftime? Yeah, you got to go. Anyway, so Richard's in the know, <clears throat> and he's looking at me. And I'm saying, right, we'll ask you a question. Who's your favourite player? So I said, Cody, who's your favourite player? And she went, completely blank-faced. <laughs> I said, right, just say Nevis, right? Just say Ruben <laughs> Nevis. And I, anyway, I said, OK. Anyway, so I was thinking, right, how can I get the proposal in without making it too long, you know what I mean? Because at half-time, with the time pressure and that. So I said, right, well, actually, you're your favourite player. I left it that, but then I said to Richard, what I'm going to say is, we're not going to tell Carly this. Uh, well, that's your favourite player. Then we'll say to Carly, I've got Gabby to say to Carly, which she did, uh, who's your favourite player? And then have you got a question for me? Which stunned her, and she was like, uh, no, uh, but he has. So threw over to Richard. So I said to Richard, who's your favourite player? He said, um, no, she said Connor Cody, sorry. He said Ruben Nevers. Uh, and then um, and then I said, have you got a question for me? And he says, no, Matt, I've not got a question for you. And I said, oh, right, okay. And then he says, but I've got a question for somebody else. Then we went into the proposal. And I thought that was a nice, quick way to, to get into it. And I, but I primed him saying, you ask, I'll ask you, and then you say, no, but I've got to ask somebody else a question. And that's the way we got into it. But I wanted to make it really quick. So, um, you know, we had the cameraman there and all that. And I don't know if you've seen the pictures the Express and Star on their website. Take a look at it. It's really funny. Expressandstar.com. But what they've done, they've got the photographs of everybody else in place smiling, but my earpiece, my wire was all like dangling there, but I wanted to put it inside my jacket. So I'm, my face is really contorted. Oh, I've seen it. You know I've I mean? seen it. Yeah, yeah, you, you look at, you'll laugh your head off. Everyone's smiling like an old yeah. picture and he's just like... I, I, this, yeah. you, you, you look at my face and I'm like... Oh, you know what I mean? It's just like, if I have a look at that. But no, it is um, an, an amazing thing to do for them. And the best thing about it is that is a memory created for life mm. for them. And I think that's that's the biggest thing, you know. Yeah, they've got all the pictures and that. Yeah. So uh, obviously, good luck to them in the marriage. Just glad well. to said yes. Yeah. 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 the poor lads to be embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping to get the wedding disco uh, <laughs> booking after it as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but on the pitch, can't we? Have to watch Stuart yeah. in the summer. Yeah. Well, we've had Justin Wilkes there doing yeah, it pretty yeah. much. Yeah. So you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. He can do the wedding disco for him. <laughs> so um, obviously, Dickie's here today. We're going to have different fan guests and so on um, throughout every podcast. Yeah. Basically, the rough plan is. 
at the moment, we're going to try and do a podcast monthly. Um, we're going to be talking about the matches from the previous month, and we're going to have one overall topic as well. So we'll obviously have a topic, and then instead of obviously going past the, uh, going over the last month, we'll talk about the past sort of season so far. Yeah. Then a little quiz and an outro and so on, uh, with a little Q&A in between as well. So... Today, we'll go through us all, basically looking back at the season so far, favourite memories, favourite matches, player of the season so far. Matt, let's start for you. What do you reckon? Oh, I don't know. Is that how, how do you think the season's gone so far? I mean, We're overachieving massively. I know I said at the start of the season, I'd be happy, I'm happy to be to stay up, but reasonably I said 12th or 13th. But, yeah. you know, in February now, 7th in the league, still, what is it, four points ahead of Watford? At the moment. Um, yeah, well, one at the moment. Right, if we beat Newcastle, yeah, we go for it. Yeah, yeah. there. Um, <laughs> It's fantastic. I, I just have to pinch myself. Only a few years ago, we were battling League One. Players like Tommy Rowe and George Savile <laughs> yeah. playing for us. And now we've got Ruben Nevers and Jean Martinia. Mm. It's just incredible. It's such a good time to be a Wolves fan. You know, the, the one thing, I think it was in between the summer that we signed Neves. And obviously the last season under, what was it, Lambert. We had like the midfield of Savile and so on. Mm. I saw someone say, imagine if for one season only, for one summer only, you didn't have a clue who your club had signed. So you'd gone from one game until your first game of the next season to see the signings and you didn't have a clue. Imagine if you went for the last game of the season having <laughs> Savile and then you turned up to Molyneux and Ruben Neves in midfield instead. <laughs> that was incredible. But, I mean, who, who's been your sort of player of the season so far? Oh, wow. I, I love Messina. He just looks such a nice fella. You'd want him to look after your kids, wouldn't you? <laughs> he's, just, he's just incredible. He's a Rolls Royce. Um, I'm going to have to say Jimenez, I think. Yeah. I know I'd, I'd, I'd love to say Adama, but you know, I'm warning them all. He has surprised me. Yeah, I didn't think he'd, yeah, he'd, he'd had, a, had a slow start, but he's found his rhythm now and he looks he looks a complete striker, an out and out striker. And to start with, he kind of lacked, lacked that clinical finish, but now he seems to have got that. And him and Jota link up so well. Mm. And for £30 million, you're not going to find a better striker on the market. I think everyone's rating him on that one. Like cameo we saw in the World Cup against Germany, was it? When he came on the right wing, well, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, this is the first time he's come to a club in how many years where he's been, you know, he's guy. been starting. Yeah. I know his record off the bench at Atletico and um, Benfica it's was unreal as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But now he's had a run of games. He's just such a good player. Yeah. I mean, I've seen people comparing him best striker since we've we've had since Steve Ball. I'd probably say so. I yeah. think he's the Definitely. most complete striker since Steve Ball. You haven't I had think, anyone that's consistent no, ever since then, really. The way, the way he holds up the game as well is, from what I've seen, very similar. So He's very intelligent as well. Yeah. I know a few times I went to Everton a couple of weeks ago and won 3-1. He, he, he saw a lot of Zuma and Keane running at him and he, he, just, he was just bowling fouls for yeah. free. Mm. And, you know, he's he's a tremendous player. And that link-up he's got with Jota, we've seen the formation change. Those two together look fantastic. It, they're just reading off the same hymn sheet, and it's just the ball, the timing, and the passes yep. between each other. There's times at the start of the season when they were, the front three were passing the ball, and it just wasn't quite getting there. It was so frustrating. But these two, it's just perfect on a plate, and they're feeding each other in. But neither, neither Jota or Jimenez have got like one attribute where they're like none of them are like electric pace, none of them are, are strong. You know, you know, Jota's good on the ball, dribbling, but you don't look at them and think like. They've got one attribute that you should worry about. They're just complete footballers yeah. with a footballing brain. Yeah, it's a good show. And what's your favourite game been? Obviously, you've been to a few away games. Obviously, you had the home games as well. Oh, Everton away because I went to uni up up, up in North and uh, I've got a lot of mates who are Everton fans. So, so the weekend as a whole was a good it, one. Yeah, yeah, it's a great weekend. So, so can you remember it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I think just the whole day and the atmosphere is probably the best we've had in an away game for years. Having the Nuno Santos Barmy army going for ten or fifteen minutes, yeah. everyone in unison. Probably say I'd probably say Everton away. Yeah, I didn't go to Spurs away, but that probably would have been up there. Yeah, the atmosphere was weird for that game at Wembley. It's a weird ground, though, isn't weird, it? Weird, yeah, yeah. Obviously, the black cap man of the match for that Everton game. He's it? their best player. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, Tom, oh, what, about, what about you then? Um, uh, obviously, pl- season so far. Yeah. How do you reckon? How do you reckon Wolves have gone? Outstanding. Yeah. To be seventh at this this moment in time, at the, when the season started, priority was you stay up. You yeah. stay up in the Premier League. That is priority. I don't care if it's our goal difference last day of the season. Stay in the Premier League, mm. and to be where we are now. And with the potential running in the FA Cup as well, it's just blown all expectations. And we've grown and grown and grown as the seasons come on. There was that little sticky patch in November time where it was looking a bit dicey. Yeah, but we, we've we've come out of that, and I think that's been really important because we've looked so solid and we've learned from that. We've learned a lot of mistakes. We've learned from the mistakes, and all the players have grown. I think Doherty looks so more comfortable on the ball. Yeah. He's mm. not a fast player <laughs> at all, but the way he just guides the ball around the fullbacks and he just gets the byline you know what I've slated him at some points in the season I remember that I saw him smile when he said that I'm so glad he's proved me wrong and that's what he's he's, the last month he's been nothing short of outstanding down that right hand side I was shocked I didn't think it was the same player there was a few games this season Huddersfield um, at home Man City away Palace at home and he was just he just looked out of his depth but now he looks like an assured Premier League wing back Mm mm-hmm Nuno's definitely brought the best out of him. That's a well. vegan diet, isn't it? That's what it is. Uh, uh, definitely. <laughs> hugs as well. How much did we pay for him all them years ago? Was it thirty thousand pounds? Seventy-five k. I think. Yeah, seventy-five. That was mad, Mick. I know. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, so, what do you reckon? Obviously, you've said your best player, best match for you. Uh, best match, Leicester. Leicester. Leicester, purely for just the adrenaline and rush at the end. I can't believe that game. Even when it went to free all, I just thought, I think we've still got this, you know. You know this was so late. There's something else has got to I give. missed the last the glass goal as well. I remember you north. went out. Frank, you have to be pack. out by 84 minutes later. What do you think then? I'll move this over. Go on. Yeah. the stage there. Sorry, go on. Oh, sorry. So, my yeah, my... My favorite, I'll start my favourite game. I'd say my favourite game um, is going to be the Chelsea, was it 2-1? 2 one What, at home? 2-0? Dis- December, 2-1. 2-1. Two- two one. Two one. Two one, yeah. yeah, the Chelsea 2-1. Brilliant, two we don't, none of us remember. Are you sure you're all yeah. Wolves fans? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just stumbled into a studio. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that, the whole game was, was amazing. The atmosphere was great for that game. Um, I think as well, for me, that game um, said to me that we are here, that we're an established Premier League team from that game. Um, because, you know, for Chelsea to come to Molyneux, for us, for me, we control that last 20, 25 minutes when we were 2-1. Um, I think teams of past, of, of Wolves' past, would have crumbled at 2-1, um, especially against a team like Chelsea. And I think we yeah. just, you know, we were just assured and... And that said to me that we are a Premier League team. So, yeah, I'd say that game um, was my favourite. But I'd say... Player of the season has got to be Moutinho for me. Um, just to, you know, five million. You mm. know what I mean? Like, apparently, um, it wasn't five million as well. It was like three million plus shares. Uh, I mean, you know, person, he, businesses. I heard. I heard it was why well, the reason it was so cheap was five million. But then also, loads yeah. of like business yeah, side of things. Monaco, and stuff. Some yeah. shares. But I mean, even so, <laughs> you know what I mean. I, I know he's a bit older now, but. Five million's a snip, isn't it? When you see players like Will Grigg going for four, um, you know it's uh, the, the comparison. The comparison, I know. Um, but yeah, Martino for me is just an absolute, you know, 
like I think Matt said, Rolls Royce, classy player on and off the pitch by the looks of it, and he loves the Vino. So he does. Yeah, I've well, heard that. I only heard that chant the other day. Yeah, like, I saw it on Facebook. At Everton, mm. Everton away. Because I heard them singing it. I was in the North Bank for the Shrewsbury game. On the in the South Bank, they were trying to sing it, weren't they? And yeah, I, I he, he came to Monaco. I actually Monaco. like that one. It, he I came to Monaco Facebook. to wonder us. He's four foot seven. He's football Evan. There we go. Go on, Matt. Yeah. Give us the full rendition. Nah, nah. nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Dicky, what, what about you? Obviously, you've seen a lot of the games. To pick to pick one is, is difficult, you know. I think the Leicester City game when that was a roller coaster, yeah. and I think you know I need need to go to New Cross Hospital to be put on one of the little beds <laughs> to be kind of calmed down. I think that that was one of them. I think for me, he's beaten Birmingham two nil. I think you know and the fact that you know we, we beat the Brummies, yeah. you know. Um, uh, on the was it April I think it was oh yeah yeah, la- yeah. La- last season yeah yeah I'm yeah. um, going back a season yeah yeah um, but but to me I think I wish we could have a local derby you mm-hmm. know yeah. uh, because I think you know that that that's great when we can do that um, and I'm going back pre Premier League season uh, but just the reason I think you know I'm hoping that we can get somebody come up next season. Um, because I miss that, you know. Uh, I think you know, it's great. Leicester is 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 kind of close. It's a derby-ish. I think Shrewsbury's a derby-ish. But I think when I go back and and think about matches in the last twelve eighteen months, I think when we beat Birmingham, that was a phenomenal match. That one was, mm-hmm. uh, and that really sticks out even now when I think about it. Um, but but I'm hoping that next season we can get like the likes of Birmingham and and even the baggies up. I think that yeah. would be, be great because I think when we have those local derbies, it just it, it's just different. But for me. The the most recent one is the Leicester City game. I yeah. think with that one, I was like, "Whoa!" You know, <laughs> actually stood there watching it, and, and actually being part of the Wolves kind of uh, family, actually being there and seeing everybody like breathe a massive sigh of relief together, and you know what I mean. And and that's that's a great feeling as well because you, you know being on the inside, as it were, as well. Which I'm games watching of the players been like most jubilant after after full time the Leicester game? Because I'd imagine sometimes they come trudging in, especially like the Huddersfield game. It was. And like that one, you know, we all stood there and like you have a conversation, you think, hang on a second, we've lost to Huddersfield. It's like, yeah. do you know what I mean? And, and, but it's, I think they get frustrated. I think, you know, and the, the players know, they really do know when they haven't played great football. You, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sure that obviously Nuno doesn't need to actually tell them that. They, they know. He obviously points certain things out where they, they lost a match. Uh, and for whatever reason, uh, but you know they are really jubilant, and especially uh, it's like on uh, the Shrewsbury Town FA Cup round that we did last Tuesday, and I did the welcome, you know, our team Wolverhampton Wonders. Like Doherty looked over at me and he gave me a big wink and a big smile, and that's just go on, mate. Was, mm-hmm. Yeah, and like Connor does as well. Connor gives a bit of a wink and that, and you know, and then we see him afterwards, high five and that kind of thing, you know, and especially when they've scored as well, you know, individual players. It's a bit difficult with the foreign players because they don't really connect as much, you know, because yeah. obviously they can't speak the language, you know, and whatever. So, and I haven't really kind of been in their company as much as as Matt and with Connor and that. Uh, so I've got a little bit of relationship with those guys, but uh, but they are really jubilant, and then you know, whoever scores the goals is great for us. Well, let's let's be honest. About Cody as well, I know they do a lot of the post match interviews with Mikey Burrows. Yeah, even though it's put out on a lot of wall socials, he's so honest. I know some of the press yeah. teams at football clubs try and cover up stuff like that but he's just he's just brutally honest and yeah. I think the fans do appreciate that and he's, he's a natural leader mm. he's a natural leader he's well, a great captain I think but to be honest I think anybody in any football club needs to be honest I think because when they start talking and trying to plaster over stuff you know Jurgen Klopp mentioning the fact that the wind at Molyneux kind of that's the yeah. reason why you know what I mean it was but what, yeah. but what I'm saying is that's that's a poor excuse you know yeah, what I mean yeah, yeah. whereas you know Nuno will say like um, you know we've we beat so and so but we didn't play great football 
or we lost against so-and-so and the football was die. Mm. And Connor will say exactly the same as well. And and they're not trying to hide behind it because they know, and at the end of the day, they're human beings, like all of us, you know. Not everybody can be on the top of their game every single day. And, and everybody will kind of come up and come down as time kind of goes on. And it's up to Nuno to make sure that everyone is as close to that top of their game as they can possibly be. But they all know themselves, you know what I mean? So we're... So, yeah, it, 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 it is great, the fact that they are totally honest with the fans. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, you've had, how many managers have we had? One off the top of my head, Paul Lambert, who would come in after every game we lost. Oh, we were unlucky. Uh, you Terry Collin crying. I'm But, like, you know, some, as you say, like, we clop, you know, some managers are going to blame the fans and so on. But you'd rather have Nuno come out and say, we were dreadful today, we've let the fans down, we'll go again next week. Yeah. Then, then say, oh, we were unlucky today. Yeah, yeah. Dave, that's a really important point. We go again next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you watch them, them tunnel cams after the game, yeah, I think yeah, when yeah. we lost after Huddersfield, the first person who was back at the training room was John Ruddy, and yeah. he was greeting all the players back, mm. giving them a, a pat on the back. Come on, in we go, yeah. forget about it, mm. on to the next one. And I think that's really important to pick the players up. And, you know, John Ruddy has played, yeah, he's been on the subs bench, but I think he's played such an instrumental role. And I, th- oh, I, th- I think yeah. Nuno sees a lot in John Ruddy that he's that yeah. himself did as a, as yeah, a, yeah. As a keeper. Well, that's what he was like, Cal. Nuno was a keeper, yeah. backup keeper for most of his career. He played like a 15, 20-year yeah. career. He probably didn't play over sort of 50, 60 games. Yeah. Yeah. Year. Like, it's going to be the same, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. No, totally. And, and I think with that, you know, whenever you hear Nuno talking his way, he talks with the whole team, he doesn't really single people out because he wants that pack mentality that, mm. we, we you know, together we kind of achieve and everybody's got a really important role in making uh, the success happen every single time, and I think that's that's key. And I love the fact of it's it's mindfulness as well, and the fact of the way that he talks. It's not just about the physicality; it's about what's up top here. Yeah. And, Philosophical, isn't it? Uh, absolutely, yeah. and I think that that is key as well. I think he's brought that to the club that has made a massive difference. Going I think back as well. To Woody, I know he, over two games chucked what two or three goals in Shrewsbury. It's a shame because no, 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 and like and everyone was slating him, but I'm sure Woody knows. Yeah, that oh, he's bullshit yeah. it off. He, oh, he knew know. after that goal against Shrewsbury, he was kicking the yeah. post. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a shame because, like you said, he's not featuring much. He comes in, makes a howler, but you know, if he, he probably makes up beyond the scenes. There's a lot that we don't see. He's uh, probably absolutely. a leader, like you've just said. But then you look at the. I still think John Ruddy is a is a top goalkeeper. You look at what other clubs have got in as a reserve goalkeeper. Oh, yeah, yeah. John Ruddy is up there. Full England international. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He's not played for a while, but. I see. Well, it's that as well. It's the match sharpness. You know, if you're not playing every week, you are gonna. You know, there's going to be occasions where you do make mistakes. But I think like the professionalism side of, yeah. of his game is is top notch. Yeah. That's the problem is with the keeper. Like as a keeper myself, if you're not playing, <laughs> no matter <laughs> was the keeper. Who's one player you pick out then as oh, a player of the season so far? Crikey, I know it's difficult. I think. And it is difficult, and I think probably with the Nuna mentality, it is hard to kind of kind of go because you know you've had the likes of Neves scoring wonder goals. You know, even this season, he's, he's put a, a couple of balls in the back of that. You think, wow, uh, you know, Raúl Jiménez, without a shadow of a doubt, I think he's got to be top of the list there. Moutinho, I think, you know, even Conor Cody not scoring goals, but some of the defensive stuff that he's done. The way he reads the game, absolutely, and I think you know, and and him generating that kind of winning mentality spirit in the guys as well mm. come on guys you can see when they're, they're a goal down and, and you, that. you can hear that as well at yeah. match days you can hear Connor screaming oh, yeah. at he the back line he, yeah. he doesn't shut up and it's the, you hear him yeah. all the time 
and intelligence wise he has improved so much since yeah. we first signed him yeah. I think a lot of people's thoughts when he first joined us is just a midfielder who likes to slide about a lot he has turned came. into a top class world class centre back world class and I think he's on the brink yeah. of being in, being in the England squad yeah I agree you know, Matt, Matt Doherty as well You know, I think you know you mentioned him earlier on he's developed into something yeah. which is he's something that we, we cannot lose I think you know he's a, a really important cog in the wheel as it were so I think when you say you're going to pick a one team member to be your player of the season I think it depends on what you want to go for if you want to go for goal scorer Raul Jimenez if you want to go for somebody you know uh, being uh, in defence got to be Conor Cody you know somebody running down that that's that line Matt Doherty you know Traore I think he's like a tank when he gets going I just don't think he can finish I think he, he's, he's got to be told you pass the ball across to somebody to, to strike it and get it in the back of the net because he's not you know, he, he's not been able to finish. On the topic of Adama, in the room, like, seriously now, do we think that he can have a successful career at Wolves? We'll start with you, Dickie. Do you think Adama could be a successful player at Wolves? I think, there's, obviously there can be better players, and I think, you know, when we, you know, yes and no. When he gets going, he is like a tank. He goes steaming through, and he can get the ball through, and you see some of those kind of moves that he does to get around the players, I yeah. think, which is, which is phenomenal. But for me... Um, I think there's probably somebody a bit better who can help us finish. I think you know. I think that's where he's lacking. I don't know whether he'll feature uh, moving forwards. You know, I think we've got some better players. Morgan Gibbs White, who is he's been trialled quite a few times now, and he's been bought out on the mm-hmm. second half. You know, what I mean, he's done a, a couple of starting elevens and that. You know, I think there's more room for him if I'm really honest. And I think you know he's more promising for us. Well, yeah, but if he's sticking with this sort of five-three-two as well, it's going to be very difficult for the likes of Adama to get in, Matt, unless yeah. he can start. I love him. That final he's, just, he's, just something, no, he's just something different. He's, I've never seen a player oh, yeah. like it. He's just he can dribble. He's lightning quick. The only thing he does lack is his final product. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, if Nuno can turn Matt Doherty into the Irish Cafu, then he can do. He can do anything. <laughs> with. You see, I, the thing is, I think. Sorry, I think the thing is as well with him is that, like Dave just said, that the formation isn't helping him now. Is the fact that we're not playing with you know out and out <laughs> wingers we've got wing backs but we're not playing as with out and out wingers and we've seen with Traore's he's at his best when he's playing on the wing yeah. oh yeah I was about to say Nuno's um, tried him up front multiple times and we know he worked against Arsenal yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, when it, when but, yeah. When he was up against Rob Holding, everyone yeah. was like, "Oh, let's play it down yeah. forward." Yeah. But then, uh, as you say, as soon as he's on the wing, when he's actually getting the ball on the on the wing, he's, his crossing's not too bad. Well, if, against if, Shrewsbury the other day. Yeah. If you had Jimenez in the middle throughout take, most of that game, they're gonna they're gonna start. Putting, it takes two yeah. players to make a good cross, though. Yeah. Of course. It's yeah. not always a Dharma's fault, but yeah, but he, he's putting in the good balls. That's what I'm saying. If yeah. You, yeah, you yeah, have yeah, someone exactly. in the box. Yeah. I think under Nuno and his coach, and I think a good player will come. Um, he's too good to let go. He's he's got too much about him because he could go somewhere else and develop, and it could bite us on the backside. Yeah. My opinion on him has changed a little bit. When he first come, and I'd see him on the subs bench, it used to irritate me so much when you'd see him warming up. He just looked so lethargic, like he wasn't that bothered. And now, when you see him warming up, he's doing full on sprints. Yeah, I think and, he wants it now. And yeah. Absolutely, and there was there was times so I thought. What's the point of bringing him on? It just felt like we were sending a hundred metre sprinter on. I didn't see anything really coming out of it. Mm. But it, he's shown to me, and when he's come on the pitch, and how much effort he's putting in, and when just when he's warming up, he wants to be there. He, he's got a hefty price tag on his shoulders, mm. but you know he's he's showing to me that he. He wants to succeed. Uh, uh, It'd be too easy for him to sit and go. I'm not being played. Here's a transfer request or send me out online. Another thing is as well. You compare him to when it's when it's not going great for us. 
he doesn't shirk anything. He wants to have a go. He wants to take people on. He's direct. You look at players like Costa; they go missing. It's always cut inside, pass it back. Mm. They don't want they don't want that responsibility. And I want players from our club who don't shirk that. And Adama is one of those. Same with Cav when he comes on; he has a go, and that's what we need. Yeah, well, well with Adama, he he didn't have the full preseason with Wolves anyway. Yeah. His first he had game a was shoulder. Yeah, as well. yeah, he was injured when he signed, yeah. and his first game was you know uh, Leicester, um, where he looked okay. He was brilliant well, against Leicester. Yeah, so. well. Yeah, so it, I don't think they. It's not like they're going to cash in on him or get rid, you know, this summer. But uh, he definitely deserves another go. But mm. as you say, I think if it goes much past next this time next year and he's still not pr- producing yeah. the goods, he's getting towards that age. Then I know he's still younger at the moment, but he's getting that towards that age there. He's then. not a promising prospect anymore, is he? That's a good thing to bring yeah. up, Ewan, because he was twelve years in La Masia. Mm. Yeah. Now, if. Barcelona. When he was at Barcelona, I watched him play when he was 17. He was like, oh my God, this kid's going to go on and win Ballon d'Or. He's just amazing. <laughs> yeah. But from that performance at 17, I look at him and think, has he actually Where's improved the progression? that much? Yeah. And okay, he had a torrid time at Villa with injuries and then he, he moved to Middlesbrough and he had some good success there. And he had two two very good, was he two or three seasons yeah. there? He, he was very good. Um, I, I hope it works out for him. The way I look at it is, if someone wants to pull on that, that gold shirt, I want them to succeed. Yeah. That's it, that's it. So, I mean, that, that sort of moves us on quite nicely to the next topic because the main topic today was sort of going to be talking about Helder Costa. We brought him in on loan, um, did really well in his debut season at Wolves, come on a permanent deal. Uh, you know, had spells last year, he struggled a little bit but got into it towards the end of the season. But this season, it's almost as if he's uh, struggling a little bit. Um, I don't know, Dickie, what are your thoughts on Costa? No, I think I think what you said there, total, yeah. absolutely. I think he, he started off when he first joined us, everyone was like, wow. And yeah. I think everyone was like, wow. Um, I think he's lost it a bit. But I think what's happened is other players have come into the squad who are better. better. You know, they're, they're better. Mm. And I think, you know, I feel for him uh, because obviously he was the golden boy back then when he was first brought in. Um, and the, these are the people who come in, you know, the likes of Raul Jimenez and... And, uh, you know, tri- even Traore and stuff, you know what I mean? And I think he must be feeling a, a bit of the pinch, as it were, as in, oh, am I being picked or whatever? So I think that kind of harms you, you know, mentally in in, in your in your game and, and, the, and the getting into the flow of being in the squad as well, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I saw someone say he was almost like he was the best player of a, of a bad lunch, yeah, uh, a bad bunch rather under Lambert. On Twitter, yeah, yeah. and then... You know, he's coming out. I always said, you know, we've got to realise in the Championship when we were signing players like Cavalero and Costa, at the time when we signed Cavalero, I thought it was unbelievable. Amazing. I couldn't get my head around it. Yeah. But then it's going to get to a point, if you are going to succeed, you're going to, to succeed, you're going to have to get your team better. And if Cavalero is a good player, then you're going to sign even better and better and better players. So there is going to become a point where Costa isn't good enough for Wolves anymore. And as hard as it is to take, similar to maybe Barry Douglas, you know, yeah. I don't think Wolves have really looked back on that. This time last year, would you have been thinking Fosun were going to sell Barry Douglas or Nuno was going to sell Barry Douglas? Been Leeds as well. Yeah, yeah. I was gutted at that when when he went. Yeah, you know because exactly. he, the fans he, were in outrage. Over yeah, yeah. Going, why have we sold Douglas for? And then yeah. you know, okay, we we have got we have brought us. Well, that's what I mean. That's going to happen. That's going to happen though. Now. Yeah. That's going to happen now, isn't it? Though, but like it's almost come to a point where Costa, we've brought in better players, but he's kept his place. Whereas for argument's sake, if we brought in Johnny and Barry Douglas wasn't really getting the game time and he had a yeah. couple of games and struggled, he'll be in the same position as Costa almost. And you wouldn't have got well. £3 million pound for him as well yeah. if you'd have sold him, say, January this year. His market value would have gone down, so it was a right time to sell Douglas. I think I think with, with that kind of scenario, about the, the Barry Douglas scenario and whatever, um, it's exactly that. And I think you will find that they all go, kind of go, hmm, Costa's just not there anymore. I think he, you know... 
we need to kind of move him on. And we're bringing, you know, the foe some ways to bring in better and better all the time. And I think now that we know the foe some mentality and we can physically see it, that the proof is in the pudding on the picture now, I think we will see that happen. And I think we won't be so gutted. It'd be sad to see him go because I of think, course, if, you yeah. know, if that is the case, and I think they've done a really good job with him, but I think maybe. Uh, there's there's other people who can kind of cut it on a more. I don't more, think they'd you know. see a profit on him now, though. I don't think they're selling for oh, more than 12, 12 million. million? Yeah. I don't think. I think if they get anywhere close to it, they, they'll cash it. They're investors, you know. They're going to make. He, just, it does, he just doesn't seem interested, does he? When oh, he comes, like, he exactly just does not seem say. interested. When you watch him warming up or when he's on the pitch, you just like get back on side. You get involved and stop just walking. Around. He reminds me of that kid off Benny Dorm if you've ever seen that on the TV. He's just standing there, all gormless. He's just like. Kevin, say you've been sent on. This is your opportunity to shine. He just yeah. doesn't look interested. But I hope he can put the effort in and it, and it turn out for him because he just looks a total shadow of that player that we had a couple of seasons ago who turned defenders inside out, leave goalkeepers flat on the backside and tap yeah. it into an empty net. He's, he runs forward now and it's as if he gets to the final third and it's all in a Bakari's on the ball. Oh, what do we do now? Mm. <laughs> See, I think the trouble is with Costa, I think it's the, the sentiment thing, isn't it? Because he was the first one of this new era, yeah. I think. And yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah, why yeah, fans yeah. are, you know, they want him to succeed, but it's, it's frustrating people that he's not because of that. Um, I think it's the same with Cavalero as well. I, I really like Cavalero. I think he's a good player, but I think with those two, it's always going to be the same, the whole sentiment issue. Um, They're both 25 now as well. Exactly. So bank. again, they're not it's young prospects. Right. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see you know what they're doing this summer with them. Well, I, I almost had my head ripped off when Cavalero was linked with Leeds in January. Yeah, I always said selling. I said if you can, uh, I think we signed in for seven and a half. I think they were looking at about twelve million. Yeah. I thought you know you're making that straight away a profit. Think, yeah. He's not you. He's not like a key player anymore. Of course, he's a great option to bring mm. bring off the bench, but he's not a key player anymore. Yeah. A lot of the time, he can't last longer than sixty minutes, like on the pitch. That is, that is thanks for clarifying that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the pitch, <laughs> but I, I think as an addition, he's a oh, he's a great player. Yeah, yeah. And my old man's mentioned a lot. When players get injured, it takes them a long time to come back. Oh so yeah, Costa yeah, yeah. last season, it was well, it's going to take him a long time to settle back in because he, he had a, a, a decent layoff. When Jota was injured, when Johnny was injured, when Cav was injured, they come back and they hit them straight they, back, in. Straight back yeah. in and they look like top class. So Jota looked like he hadn't missed a training session. He just looks so sharp again. And I think it goes back to another point you. And that mm. Chelsea game was a turning point for Jota. Mm. Oh, yeah. It, he was struggling at the start of the season and he has turned into the, the top class player that we saw last season. Mm. And it's when he gets the ball, you know he's going to do something with it. And he's he's not rapid, but he's dribbling quality. He's so good, vision, isn't he? He's just turning players into He's so good. Aggressive as well, and I love that. Yeah, I love how aggressive he is. He always has a go. You see, like, like and against a Chelsea game, like Rudiger and him come together, and they're like, like Rudiger just bounced off him, and he just looked at him like, who are you? Like, yeah, you see that clip of Mitrovic and De Gea yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Imagine Jota squaring up to either one of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, we put a poll out on Twitter um, last week, obviously putting about Helder Costa and what Wolves should do with him. We put three options. So the three options were give him more of a chance, loan him out. Or just try and cash in and sell on him. So we had uh, just over uh, 1,400 people vote. 33% was giving more of a chance. 29% was loaning him out. Uh, but cash in and sell with 38% came out on top. It was very, very close. Yeah. So it was almost it's a... a, a yeah, some of the replies we had as well were Well, yeah, ridiculous. some of the replies. How many chances does he need? What about Adama? If you're questioning Costa, then you question... Uh, why aren't you questioning Adama? But 
a couple of people did uh, comment on that. Where was the? I, I don't know if I can repeat the one that was on there. Yeah, it's, was it? it's it's a podcast, mate. It's not uh, set fire. Set fire to him. That was that's a bit excessive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't think Fosun as an investment company is probably <laughs> no. not going to see a return on him. So probably yeah. not the best. No, thing to no, do. Yeah, that was the one. So um, they really are some offense on Twitter. <laughs> they really are. Yeah, no. See, fighting between like, Twitter wars between each other. You're like. Just because you sit in that standard, you sit in this stand, for God's sake, yeah. just uh, grow, they, they, grow up. The, the thing place, is, we're yeah. all young lads. These yeah. are grown men in their yeah. 40s and 50s who are having arguments. But it's normally it. grown men arguing with like, kids who are still in like, year 10, <laughs> which, is like, which is, makes it even more funnier, to be honest. Yeah. So, I mean, if anyone's got any thoughts on um, Helder Costa, let us know uh, in the comment section or give us a tweet and, and so on. But now we're going to be moving on, guys, to our quiz. Ooh. So all the answers are obviously correct as of today's date, which is the 10th of Feb, because people may be listening to this in a few weeks and thinking that's the wrong answer. Um, basically, sure they'll let us know if it is. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there'll be three questions each. I haven't got any sudden death questions today, so if you, if two of you wins, well, there there we go. So so we'll start with Dicky, Matt, Tom, and you, and all the questions are, are roughly about this season, so you should have a good memory of them, all right? So. Dicky, you staff. Who's the only outfield player from the last game? So Everton. Um, who's the only outfield player from the starting t- eleven who's yet to score a league goal this season? <sighs> outfield player who's yeah. yet uh, to score a goal. There's only one in that in that team who hasn't scored a league goal yet this season. I think oh, everyone else knows. Crikey! Let me think. Let me think. It's Go, I'm going to go for Bennett. Brian Bennett. Scored against Leicester, didn't they? Did there you go. Yeah, Connor Cody. Oh, I was going to yeah, go Connor Cody. Cody. He never gets past the halfway point, does he? That was it. So there we go. Uh, Matt, prior to leaving the club in January, Benny Ashley Seal was Wolves' top scorer for the under-23s. For which club did the striker sign for? A, Forense. B, Aruka. C familiar cow or D Estoril? Um, C. That's correct. You're not going to repeat it again. Absolutely <laughs> no. I haven't mastered English yet. Never <laughs> Portuguese. So Tom, who did Wolves pick up their first league win against this season? West Ham United. Correct. That was quick, wasn't it? Wow. I love that. Right, Ewan. Yeah. Uh, first question for you. Willie Bolly picked up Wolves' first red card of the season against Manchester City. But which Wolves player has the most bookings in the league Ooh, at the moment? Question. Is it Romain Says? Incorrect. It's Ryan Bennett with oh, seven. He, <laughs> he just chopped someone like it about 60 <laughs> minutes. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? What, who's the last Neves got? I think Neves got five. Even Matinho yeah. are really reckless, mm. aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Dickie, back to you. Which Wolves player has been caught offside the most times in the Premier League this season? Ah, <sighs> uh, who's been caught offside? I'm going to... I'm going to say Costa. No, Raul Jimenez, 20. Raul! I think the next lowest... Uh, Jota was really... He only been called like twice really? or so. Uh, the next lowest was like... It was Costa. I think he had was about it? eight. So oh, Jimenez has played like pretty much every game. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's yeah. Uh, Dickie, not, not after the best of starts, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm just helping you guys out here. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's my excuse. Yeah. I'm just helping use these microphones. <laughs> right, Matt. Uh, which team did Wolves beat with late goals this season from Johnny and Cavalero? Southampton. That's correct. Uh, Tom, which club did Wolves sign youngster David Wang from in January? 
Didn't even know it signed him. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. It sounds like um, a singer from Wolverhampton. What? Oh, yeah. That's good. Yeah, okay. yeah. Is it Jamelia? Yeah, yeah, that's good. Jamelia, yeah, yeah. Jamelia. Yeah, yeah. Jamelia. Is she from Wolves? Jamelia. Birmingham. Oh, of course. Same age. Ewan, which player got sent off in the Wolves opening game of the season against Everton? Um, which player not yeah, which player yeah. um, it which was um, centre back um, centre half centre half centre half we could give it away yeah. no don't uh, tell I can't think uh, centre off um, I know I, I know I could picture it in my head um, <laughs> I don't know it's got to be time up surely oh, that's time Dickie I'm going to pass this over to you see if you can get a point oh Christ can I get a point <laughs> I'm going to give you a point if you can get this <laughs> Defender for Everton who got sent off in the opening league game. Uh, oh, I'm going to say Phil Jalka. Yes, he's got Jagger, it. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Jagger. I was going to say Michael oh, Keane. Yeah. Well, now Dickie's got another chance to get a point so he's going to be level with everyone else if yeah. he gets this. <laughs> Smug now. Against which team did Wolves receive their first league defeat of the season against? Crikey. First team. First team to beat Wolves this season. The first team to beat Wolves this season. Oh, I'm going to say Brighton. No, it was Leicester. Was it? I don't know how he lost that game. (laughs) Absolutely battered him. Matt, which team did Wolves beat in the second round of the EFL Cup? EFL Cup. That was the first first time we were in the draw, weren't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. These are always difficult. Oh, no one cares about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's not Because I know we went out to Leicester, didn't we? We lost to Leicester, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the next round. What if that was one of my answers to the next questions? It's not there. <laughs> oh. You think? No. Can't remember. Anyone else? I want to say someone like Morecambe. Is it Swansea? Oh, Chef Wed. Sheffield Wednesday. Oh, yeah. 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 That was the last goal, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Tom? Who scored the opening goal for Wolves in the FA Cup win over Liverpool at Molyneux? Raul Jimenez. Yeah, correct. Show off. <laughs> <laughs> we played before. Final question. Oh, I think this is a tough one, you know. You wouldn't have really Who was the only player to score a penalty in the Wolves penalty shootout defeat to Leicester in the EFL Cup? <laughs> Where he scored one from four. He tapped the badge when he scored. Jimenez? No. Was it Benny Ashley Seal? Yeah, it was <laughs> Benny Ashley Seal. Come on. You what, 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 size, what size foot is Johnny Otto? <laughs> 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 Probably better you know that? Be you know what size foot he is? No, not no neither do I. Probably yeah. wears kid shoes than he is. How many points? Dickie definitely got one. How much do you get? Zero. Absolutely not. Ma- Ma- he never gives the games, does he? That's yeah. a bit oh. <laughs> uh, I got two. I got all three. Did you? Yeah, he yeah, did. Here we go, Tom. Tom's the winner of the first well done, quiz. Well done, Tom. Well done, well done, Tom. So one point for the fans, then. Yeah, that's it, yeah. yeah, yeah one on. point for the fans. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Good idea. It's as if we're not the experts. <laughs> <laughs> well then, guys, uh, we've got our Q&A as well, actually. I was about to wrap it up. I remember we have actually had quite a few good questions from everyone on Talking Wall. So make sure you're following us over on the social media as well, because we're going to be, obviously, uh, asking questions. So... Let's have a look. We had one from the Wolves fancast. I think we'll start off with this one. Dickie, we'll start off with you. Where do you keep your sauces? In the fridge or the cupboard? Depends what it is. 
All right, let's go with mayonnaise. Mayonnaise uh, in the fridge. Red and brown sauce. Uh, brown and right in the cupboard, actually, for both of them. Oh. Although I did read in the paper the other day, they said that you should keep your red sauce in the fridge. No. Go on, Matt. Yeah, in the fridge. fridge. All of them, yeah, all three. Like, I like the contrast, they've got <laughs> chips and ketchup. The coldness of the ketchup. And the I was actually going to say that, but I thought I'd, act like, I thought I'd be weird if I said that your thing. No, yeah, but no, the no, chips are good cold, you know, on that. No, only, no, no, that no, only a little bit. When the chips are warm and you dip them in. No. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Right. Tom, what do you reckon? I only really have brown and barbecue and they're both in the cupboard. Oh, the cupboard? Cupboard. Cupboard man. Mm. Even mayo? I don't have mayo. Oh. Well, um, it, I'm the same as Matt. Everything's in the fridge. Unopened, it's in the cupboard. Well, as soon as you open it, it goes in the fridge. That's what I do. Brilliant. Um, what positions should walls be prioritising in the summer transfer window? We'll start for you, Dickie. I think I think striker again. I think striker. we could. I think we could do another. As much as Raheem Jimenez is amazing, I think we could do another striker. Yeah, yeah. Matt, um, striker and centre half. I think we're only one injury crisis away from a crisis. <laughs> one injury away from a crisis. <laughs> um, and I think maybe replace Bennett. Oh, I think that's one of the questions. Actually, we'll touch on that in a minute. Tom? Sorry, sorry, Dave. I'm going to get the same as Dickie, striker. Mm. You in? Um, centre off again. As much as I like Bennett, uh, it would probably be the same for where we want to be. Yeah, I do think he's he's been fantastic this season, though. Mm. We've really got to be ruthless. Do. Really do. Want yeah. progress. By the way, that that question was from Matt Coombs. So uh, cheers, Matt. Matt Cooper. Uh, no, no, Magus. Oh, this is a good one because I know a couple of us have already said it different. Mm. This podcast is it Doherty or Doc Erty? Go on, Dickie. I say both. It depends. I think I actually say both. It's it's a bit like Shrewsbury Shrewsbury, isn't it? I think uh, it's like you know grass or grass. They call him they call him Doc, but then yeah. I say Doherty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doherty. I, I, I say Doherty. When I do the team read, I say I always say Matt Doherty. I always say Doherty, but you know a lot of people just say Doherty as well. Probably. That might be a good... Yeah. I reckon he's a... I can imagine darker tea. Dark, dark. <laughs> Where's he from? Yeah. <laughs> West Indies. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Doherty. I'm sure it's Doherty. When I see him next, I'll ask him for you. We'll get him on the podcast. Yeah, we'll ask yeah. him then. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see. Does, do you think Ryan Bennett deserves a place in the England team? No. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, I don't bit, think Cody does all that. Just because of the system we play, we've stopped playing the five at the back. If they play five at the back, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But if not in the four, no, 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 no. Sorry, Ryan, if you're watching. Um, Opinion on Traore? We've already touched on that one as well. Um, We had another one, Harry Mansell. He says, "What was our first ever away game?" You probably don't remember, do you? Over to you guys. (laughs) It's a good job Finn's not here because it'd have probably been something from last season, wouldn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Arsenal United. (laughs) Mine was Coventry at the Rico Arena. Uh, I I was so young, but we lost 2 1, I think. I think Dealey had a bonus scored, or Michael Missud, your Maltese compatriot. Maltese magician. (laughs) Dealey had a bonus. I think I went in 2009 to Coventry when Ebanks played, missed that penalty in the last minute. Mm. What was was the score then? 2 1. That was the game I went to. Sam Vokes scored. Vokes, eh? What a player. He must have been sat next to each other. Did you go together? No. No, no, no. I don't know him. (laughs) (laughs) Was was that your first game as well? That was my first away game. Tickets must have been cheap. I don't know what I'd say. I can't remember who scored. I think it was a night Um, game. Was it a night game? It was a Saturday 3 o'clock game. No, it weren't nothing. I can't remember who scored for Coventry that day. I'm going to search you now. Coventry 2, Wolves 1. I'm sure Addy Bowler scored. Or, J- tra- or J-Tab. J-Tab might have scored. Nah, the tra- J-Tab. The blues. Sylvan Ewanks Blake had an injury time penalty saved. That's yeah. the one. Uh, the goals were from... 
Michael Doyle and Clinton Morrison. Clinton Morrison, that's yeah. what I was thinking of. He loves the number 10. Have you seen that? When he didn't get the number 10, he had one plus nine. He had number 19 shirt and put a plus, plus symbol in the middle. Yeah, what was your first away game? Um, I'm, tr- I can't th- I'm trying to think. I, I'm not too sure. I know my first home game was Wolves versus Leicester 2006, I think. I think we lost 2-1. Um, but away, I can't think. Um... I kind of want to say it was against Stoke a few years ago, but I'm not too sure. Not yeah. if, we, if we're saying first games, first ever game first to come to you remember that? Oh, I remember being taken to Steve Ball's testimonial against Honved when I was about no <laughs> four or five, and the bloke in front of me shouting an expletive, and which I thought was then highly appropriate to then shout it for us again. Nothing's changed. It took me for about seven or eight years. <laughs> Oh, I th- we did a school trip. Uh, no, seriously, I was in year one, so I must have been six. Stop doing it now, because we actually get the crowds in. <laughs> we did a school trip, and the the teacher was a Wolves fan. It was against Bristol City, and we won 3-0. I can't... Uh, Adi Akinbaye scored that day. Yes. For what? Mm-hmm. Obviously, for Wolves, yeah. yeah. Um I think my <laughs> first away game was Bristol City under Sol back in. We won 4-1. I think we, uh, we were on a horrible run. I think it was... Doyle uh, scored, didn't it? Huh? Doyle, yeah. It was late November, early December, and I think we'd lost about four on the bounce. Yeah. And we went and we absolutely smashed him. It was um he played E Banks, Blake and Doyle up front. He had Siggy Darson on the wing. On the ring, yeah. I love and he had I love Siggy man. He was a She's in the fan cast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he lived opposite me. Big Siggy. I got his shirt signed, everything. Lad. Yeah, everyone when you upload your videos, well, what have you got a sign Siggy Darson yeah. shirt on the wall, <laughs> you weirdo. Siggy Darson. Yeah, yeah. Um his hair. Hair man, love that. You got good hair, Dave. That's a bit of a mare today. Yeah. Can we not mention hair? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the last question is off Shiv. Do we recruit heavily in the summer if we get Europa League? I know Nuno likes a small squad, but injuries and tightness could ruin a team. Team. I uh, think you have to if you go to Europa, surely. You need a bigger squad. <coughs> if, if it's Europa, yes. But whatever Nuno decides on or the backroom staff decide on, I'll be very happy because mm. I've been really pleased with their purchases and the loan deals they've done. And we have to remember at the end of the day, we're not just a football club. We are a business. Yeah. yeah. And I think they've been so shrewd in the market and they've decided, I think in the summer, they said, we want Zinchenko. And then he said three times, I don't want to come. And they didn't panic and go, right, we're going to just go and get somebody else. They, they said, yeah. that was the target we wanted. We've yeah. not got him. And it was exactly the same with Tammy Abraham. They've not panicked and then just gone on to somebody else. Okay, I know they've made comments saying we're scouting 3,000 players, and you think, oh, great, who's coming in then in January? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no one really I think comes they've, in. You they've think, learned from their early was, days, though, yeah, was, the amount of players they brought in. Is planning for the future? Or is yeah. it just kind of, you know, is it a bit of propaganda to put yeah, out there yeah, yeah. and say to the teams, yeah, we're, we're trying to yeah. get the best, best talent that's out there in the world? I but I look at it and think, these are investors. This is a business, and we are trying to build a global brand. And they do not want to buy someone just for the sake yeah. of it, saying we've yeah. got an extra player in the squad. And we've been really lucky as well with the injuries and the, you know, the conditioning and the fitness. Uh, did you see the Fantastic. chart of injuries that were like longer than a week? I yeah. think we were like so far. We were the, we had we had um, we had four injuries all season. Way below any other team. Mm. I think top were like Man U or something. But Spurs, the closest team to Spurs, us, yeah. closest team were us had like ten more injuries than we had. It was ridiculous. You can't, you can't guarantee that's going to happen next. Oh, season. of course. But think, you, even last year though, did yeah. we have any major injuries? The medical. The, I think the best thing Wolves did after they hired Nuno was having a full revamp mm. of the squad. They had like Tony Daly in there as well. Didn't it's, they? Mm, Apparently, wasn't. 
it's been great. a changing total philosophy yeah, the way yeah. the club is run. I think from the very top as well, we've had Laurie Dalrymple's run the club. He, yeah. it, the match day experiences from two years ago are just totally well, it, it, different. It's, it's an experience now. Yeah. 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 We can find Dickie for that as well. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's an experience. It's not just you turn up, it's it's an experience and people are actually getting there earlier as well. So That's what Wolves want though. That's exactly, what they want. Yeah. They, they yeah. want people to come to Molyneux and be there as early as possible, you know, uh, for tomorrow night's game right outside with the roadshow truck down by the, the South Bank um, yeah. subway, playing music. So you generate an atmosphere outside, first of all. It's dependent on the weather, obviously, as well, whether people come in, oh, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, but like, And that's what they want. They want to make the fan experience even more enjoyable. They've got Wolfie's Den for the kids. Mm. And then, you know, the pre-match show, the lights. Now, I think, you know, maybe a couple more bits pre, um, pre-match would be great, you know, interacting with people maybe. I've suggested maybe doing like a half-time game kind of thing. Thing, yeah. a very, oh, they, you know, I used to do that. I'll tell you what, last season, the, a, a group of Chinese uh, teams come over, or schools come yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I used to love watching some that. Some players they were, in there. They were bloody good players. Some players in there. They were fantastic. Yeah, those and, young kids are good. And many years ago, you chaps might not be able to remember it, but they used to do a competition where they'd get a home fan on the pitch and an away fan. Yeah, and they've got to try and score from the penalty spot. Yeah, and they bet you can score. Bet you can line. score. And if, yeah, they, yeah. if they scored all four, they were not under quick. Oh, I used to love so, that one. I remember the cop fan scored yeah. from the half yeah. and he ran slid in front of the Steve Ball standing in front of all well, the Well, the, the idea that I've, I've said to them what we should do is, is similar to that is you could either do away fan, home fan, but I think you want to keep it home fan yeah, so, yeah, and yeah, have yeah. a cash jackpot that jackpots, I don't know, buy 50 quid every home match. Just rolling over. And what you do, you get a fan from each stand. So, you know, one from, so you've got four fans, you blindfold them, right? From the centre spot, you spin them around three times, and they've got to try and score a goal from the centre spot, you know, to one of the goals. Either goal, but if they actually score a goal, they win the jackpot. But they started off like with 500 quid in there, and just jackpots by 50 quid. And I thought that'd be brilliant to do yeah, that, nah, you know. So the dead simple, yeah. that would only take a few minutes to do. And I think then, you know, there will be somebody who eventually scores a goal. Uh, after being spun three times blindfolded, and they will win a big pot of cash, and I think that'd be really good. I know yeah. Tim Spears said in the, I think it was the podcast, he, uh, or it was one one of the articles, or he was one of his tweets. I can't remember, but he definitely said that he was like he wasn't a fan of his music before a game, and he just wants like fans chanting and stuff. It's like it's twenty nineteen. Like, yeah, it you know that that then pretty much build up. And uh, to be honest, to start with, I wasn't a fan of it, but that light show and the fireworks. It's brilliant. He really, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that remember, the Liverpool one as well. Yeah. You know, the, with the DJ, the, yeah. one of the first yeah. time was just fantastic. I thought it was just like it was an experience. Um, you know what I mean? It's not just coming to a football game; it's the whole match day experience. Here's a question for us all: Can you remember which was the first game we reintroduced the fireworks? I've got a feeling it was Nottingham Forest at home. Don't know. Did we lose that game? Yeah. Oh, we did. Yeah, last year. Yeah, it, it might have been that game. Oh, I, I read that I it was know. like. That fireworks are like symbols, like loyalty or power or something. It's quite in China, yeah, in China, so, and yeah. obviously the games were being back to China well, I last remember season. The first time it, the display come on, the fans were just well, like was, so yeah, pumped yeah. up after it, going, yeah, like, "We love this." And when the evenings come, you know, when you've got yeah. a long commute, like I have to work at the yeah. back, you just think, oh, "Should I go? Shouldn't I go?" And you think, "I want to go and see some fireworks." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, people might think I'm a bit of a pyromaniac, yeah. but. It, it it starts the night off. I know it's under investigation at the minute. It's a spectacle. It's I'd, I'd love to hear you. you, you oh, after, after every game, you're going to Snapchat or Facebook and everyone's still recording the fireworks. Yeah, my boom rang on Instagram every <laughs> usual. The team's coming out of the tunnel with it from the North Bay. But what, what they did, what the club did really well was after that incident, as soon as it hit the stand, they pulled the plug and not a single firework yeah. come out. Yeah. And yeah. That, Everything's done properly now from top to bottom. Yeah, that'll sort that out anyway. Yeah. It's just a start as well. 
Perfect. Well, guys, thanks a lot for, for joining me and Pleasure. everyone else for, for listening as well. Dickie, big thank you yeah, thanks to you for as guys. well. Thank Cheers. you. Um, right, we're going to sign off now. Uh, obviously, you can find us on Talking Walls on YouTube, at Talking Walls on Twitter, Talking Walls on Facebook, Talking Walls Official on Instagram. I haven't got the uh, username yet, have we? <laughs> Which one for? To Instagram. Oh, yeah, Talking Walls. To, yeah. I've got a feeling that Talking Walls are taking over the world by yeah. that, that long list. Uh, I think you need to get us in the in the ground, Dickie. We can do the interview outside the ground. Yeah. Um, where can people find you, Matt? Twitter? Yeah, at M Cooper Rights is my Twitter. Same for my Instagram. Um, yeah, don't really want to drop him a DM. Tom, my Twitter and Instagram are both at Tom Wooding7. If you really do want to come follow me, <laughs> Ewan, um, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my LinkedIn. Here's yeah. my... <laughs> don't uh, give your phone number out. Okay? No, no, no. Um, you. Tell them what you do. So, well, uh, football freestyler. So, EAB skills on Instagram. Booking inquiries through Dave as a party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at Dave as a party on Twitter um, and Dicky. At Dicky Dodd on Twitter, at Dicky Dodd Official on Instagram. Yes, there awesome. we go. Perfect. Uh, right then, everyone, thanks a lot. And Thank we'll uh, hopefully Mind see you camera. all for the Wait, next Talking Walls podcast very Adios. soon. <laughs>